Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks for listening to the podcast. When I was in grad school, one of the things that I worked on, my final project that I did in, in grad school was about the changing demographics in baseball. I know, fun, right? Until you have to research it for a 35-page paper and a one-hour-long podcast. It's fun. But in doing that research, one of the things, the, the themes that I came back across was talking to people who love baseball, some that cover it, some that study it, was that the changing demographics in baseball with more Latino players being in clubhouses, the, there needs to be a better job in the telling of the story of those players. Some of the things that are said about Latino players, like the way that they are framed in our discussions, you, you've heard it. Like you've heard the nonsense of the, the hot Latin temper, like those type of stereotypes that end up happening. I think that we could, we could get a lot done if we had media that spoke Spanish, quite honestly. For a long time, the feeling was if a player was going to come here from the Dominican Republic or Venezuela or from Cuba or from Puerto Rico, they needed to learn English that that was, it was incumbent upon them to learn English. And that would be the way to fame and fortune for them is if they could convey their message in English I don't I wouldn't dissuade any player from learning English. And a lot of players do like they want to learn English. They they want to be able to communicate to fans who there's a lot of fans that don't speak another language. They want to be able to communicate to their bosses, their managers, the the people who run the organization, the owner of the team. Like they want to do that. So there is incentive for players to learn English. But my focus of of this conversation is, in baseball in particular, I think that we need to start having more reporters that speak Spanish, or at least make the attempt to speak Spanish. Now, I know a few. I know I can putz around in a conversation in Spanish, and and there's, there's a difference in between the type of Spanish that one would talk in school versus the type of Spanish that is being spoken inside a clubhouse or inside a dugout. So there's some nuance to it, but I know some people that have worked in media in town that have been very successful because they're bilingual or trilingual. There are people that can, you know, speak on top of speaking Spanish and English. Maybe you speak Korean or maybe you speak Japanese. You can be very, successful. So I worked for Rich King. When I was coming up in the business, I started out working at Channel 9 and Rich King he was the weekend sports anchor and the top reporter and he speaks fluent Spanish. And I love it when he busted out because you look at Rich King and you wouldn't think that there's a guy who speaks fluent Spanish. But I've seen him get interviews with players in English by being able to talk to them in Spanish. I was lucky enough to work with Sierra Santos for a while. I think the city 
honestly really misses her. And I think that the era that we're getting ready to go into with the demographics inside Clubhouse is changing in this town in particular, where we're going to see the best players on the team not be English speakers, especially on the South Side, this city will, it really misses Sierra. And Sierra, her being able to do interviews in English and in Spanish, and she would tell you that her Spanish is not perfect. But being able to get Jose Abreu and do an interview with him in Cuba, being able to to talk with all of these players and get an insight into who they are and what they are about, I think is valuable. Lisa Parker, who I worked with at Channel 5, she doesn't cover sports, but I always thought it was great when she would come to uh, spring training. She would go to spring training like once a year. You know, because sometimes you send a news reporter down there and she's able to speak Spanish fluently and players would stop and talk to her. It's got to be frustrating, like incredibly frustrating for players that that will speak in English. And then when they see stories, they're like, that's not quite what I meant or quite what I said. And I'm not saying that that doesn't happen in English. I mean, it, it happens for native English speakers, there are times when you don't necessarily convey the message that you want to convey. But being able to speak Spanish inside clubhouses is something that people who are doing doing the hiring need to start making a, I don't want to say requirement, although maybe it should be. But if you're talking about two candidates that are equal or close to equal, the one who's bilingual should probably get the job now. Because you need that type of insight into the players that you're talking about. One of the guys that does it, I think, really effectively is Russ Dorsey. And you've heard me talk about Russ on the radio show. I, I really think that he's he's a talented guy that has the potential to be a star. Partially because of his ability to understand language. Now, he has to work at it every day. He was immersed in the Dominican Republic for a month. He's been speaking Spanish since he was a teenager. But we had a conversation, a little conversation about that. And I want you to hear what he says about the importance of it. And, and then afterwards, I got a couple of things I want to say to, to wrap up the conversation. But this is me and, and Russ talking about why speaking Spanish in baseball clubhouses is so important. It, it's hard to understand and think and speak and answer questions and hear questions in two different languages. Like it's something that I practice daily. I promise you, like if you come to my apartment, I have notebooks upon notebooks upon notebooks of different words, different phrases, questions that I may ask at some point. Uh, I try to translate my stories from English to Spanish just so I can get those repetitions. And even though I ask questions to, to players in, in Spanish, it's it's not something that's still easy. Like it's something that I have to work at every day. So yeah, I, I think when people are are thinking about, and this goes for players in Major League Baseball today, like if guys use translators, it's it's because you want to be able to have people understand uh, what you're saying completely without any mishaps. Uh, and then even for me, like 
that's one of the reasons I ask questions in Spanish to guys because I want you to say how you feel in your language and to feel comfortable saying it without feeling like things will be misinterpreted and people can better understand you and where you're coming from and what you're saying as opposed to it going through a secondary source, you know, primary sources are really important. And I'm getting the journalism nerd stuff now, but um, having that firsthand account from you out of your mouth is super important. No doubt. And you're, you're also having to learn two different versions of Spanish. Like you're learning the classroom Spanish and now you have to learn baseball Spanish and it's a different thing. And each of the guys there's 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 subtle differences. I'll never forget, Russ. What I had this incredible experience of when I first started to kind of relearn Spanish again. It was when the Cubs and the White Sox were playing over at Wrigley Field. I happened to be in the Cubs dugout, and I'm watching Ozzie Guillen and Lou Pinella speak Spanish, and you would have thought that they were speaking two in totally different languages because Ozzie's speaking. Venezuelan street Spanish. I think Ozzy finished sixth grade. Lou Pinella is speaking Castilian Spanish. They understood each other, but you can see the differences in in tone and dialect, and all of those things are things that have to be taken into account when you're talking about discussing things with Spanish-speaking players. You're right, and it's like, for me, I, I, I learned a dominican dialect of spanish so my spanish when it comes to baseball is very familiar to guys and it sounds like what they hear but then there's also like you said there's slang in there there are words that are different in the dominican than they are in colombia or in venezuela so it's just like all right now i have to learn the same word but three different meanings of that word and so i have to know where guys from when i'm talking to him because maybe he doesn't understand this word because it means something different here and it's that whole thing but it's also the cool part of language and learning where people come from and it's cool for me because now i can communicate with people using terms from their hometown whether it's caracas or or whether it's santiago in the dominican or um or medellin in, in colombia it's like I can understand guys and guys can understand me and then I can better tell fans here in the States a story about this guy and who he is. That's what we should be going for. We should be going for being able to tell these stories more eloquently, getting you closer. Like that's the goal. The goal is to get closer, get closer to your favorite players, get closer to understanding what it is that they're about, what they value, what they thought of the game, what they – thought of that big play that happened in the game that turned the game those are things that are valuable and they are often no pun intended lost in translation so it's something that enterprising media companies which is a bit of an oxymoronic statement need to start looking at their hiring practices when it comes to baseball specifically on how can we, if, if, even if you want to look at it from the standpoint of competition, how can we beat the competition? Well, you know how you can beat the competition? If you can actually have a conversation with Yoan Mankata and get him to talk on the record or off the record with your reporter because your reporter has built a rapport with that player in their own language. 
there's a difference in in expression. If you ask me a question in Spanish, like a, a rudimentary question, I could probably give you a rudimentary answer or an answer that's filled with a lot of pauses as I'm trying to translate from English to Spanish and then speak in Spanish. I could do it, but I wouldn't sound like I knew Spanish very well. So I think it's something that we need to look at. We need to look at how can we more effectively communicate? How can we more effectively tell these stories about these players? How can we learn about them? Language is a really good first step. Maybe it's a lot of people would say food. Like food would be a way to, to understand the culture a little bit better. Sure. But imagine speaking to someone about a great cuisine from their homeland in their language versus asking them about it in English. It's a, it's a problem that has a very easy solution, but we'll see if people start to put it into practice. I think that people like Sierra, people like Russ, those are the people that are going to start really succeeding over the next few years when it comes to reporting in Major League Baseball. And if people were smart, they'd hire them and give them lots of money to do that job because with every year that goes by, it's going to become more and more important as those demographics change. Thanks for listening.